This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Ever wonder about the stories of the women around you? We wanted to create an intentional space for women to share the wisdom they have gained through life experiences. Tune in to be in awe of some of the Wonder Woman in our midst. Wondering Woman on ORFM Dunedin. Kia ora and welcome to our latest episode of Wondering Woman. Today your hosts are Linnea Simons and myself, Amy Armstrong. And we have a special guest with us today, the youngest guest we've had to date. And we have Nora Paiku with us today. So welcome, Nora. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, so just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, Nora. So hi, I'm Nora Piker, and um, I go to Columba College and I'm in year 11 and I'm 16 years old and I'm passionate about social justice and about the environment and yeah, thank you very much for having me. That's great having you with us and I I know you a little bit Nora and I know some of the um, projects you've been involved with. in, in justice areas, which I think is really awesome that you're already taking a lead on these things at your age. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about one or two of the projects you've been involved with um, that you've sort of initiated? Sure. So I have quite a passion in the environment and also women's rights. And for example, last year I was the deputy chair of the Dunedin Youth Council and I was the chair of a subcom um, on Plastic Free July, where we hosted a challenge for youth to help try to reduce their single-use plastics during July. Um, and depending on how well they did with photographic evidence over lockdown, we gave them like reusable water bottles or beeswax wraps or metal straws to help them continue on their journey. And educated them on what they could switch from single-use plastics to reusable. Um, like That's awesome. Um, thank you. That, that is awesome. So how did you, um, so how did you engage the youth? Was it through schools or was it through other organizations? Um, so through the Dunedin Youth Council, they have a social media account. And through that, we're able, and like on Facebook and Instagram, we're able to get more youth involved since um, we're usually getting in contact with, like I've finished Dunedin Youth Council, but they usually get in contact with um, the schools. But during lockdown and COVID, it was quite difficult. So through social media, we're able to get more people involved than what usually youth would get involved. Yeah. I think I remember seeing it on the Sydney Youth Council Instagram being like, oh, this is a really cool thing that they're doing. Yeah. And so it, was it pretty, got around. Yeah. It was pretty awesome because lots of youth got involved and showed us how they made like their own handmade soaps and shampoos or about their composting. And yeah, it was really good. Nice. That's pretty cool. Um, and I've also, I started um, this Ko-Fi tree growing project where 
I collected ko-fi seeds from trees myself and like went through the process of helping them to germinate in order to grow them. So I've got like um, 300 or so tiny, tiny, like little ko-fi um, that I grew from seed and went through the process of actually like you have to like clip their shells and sand their shells and then put them in lukewarm water for 12 hours and then plant them. And so I've been giving them to the Environment Club in Columbia College and trying to share them with the community. Yeah. Awesome. Wow, that's quite a project. So cool. Where does Columbia um, plant them? Um, so we've been considering um, where to plant them because we've decided to make some garden beds, but we're considering somewhere in the center, like near the gym, like the area where students can sit and eat their lunch on a table, like in an area. Yeah. Garden bed. Cool. <laughs> That'll make a really nice like space to be outdoors and eat lunch. Actually, I've I've considered doing that when I walk by a kofi tree with the the seeds that are all dried out and taking them and and sort of propagating them. So you have to soak them in warm water for 12 hours. Is that what you said? Yeah. So you have to like pick them and take the seeds out of the pods Mm -hmm. that they come in. And you have to make sure there's no holes or anything like bad about the seed. Like it's all clean and like well-developed. And then you can't, so you have to sand it or clip the outer part of the shell, not the inside of the seed, in order to help for it to be able to um, grow and germinate from there. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, Mm. it takes like many years for them to grow by themselves. Um, And then Mm. once you've clipped them, then you put them, you soak them in lukewarm water for 12 hours and then you see how they swell. And then after that, you should straight away plant them like lightly, not deep into soil, like potting mix. And then you have to water them for a long, like a couple or three months or so till they start actually like you see them growing. Yeah. Wow. So that's quite an intricate process. So in nature, you're just speeding up the process. So in nature, it would just take years instead of, 12 hours or whatever. Do you know if they would like normally be eaten by birds or something that would speed up the process of like breaking down the outer coat? Um, I know that coat are usually like along water banks and so there they kind of get like moved around and tossed on. So I'm not sure specifically if birds would eat them, but they're usually like moved and relocated through the water banks and that's how they get like a bit ready for the process. Otherwise they can stay like dormant for many years and not grow. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. We're just learning about plant bio in my, um, in one of my lectures. So it's cool that you're actually like applying the stuff we've been talking about. Very cool. And, And how did you get into this? Like, did you just read up on it? Like, how did you know how to, speed up the process yeah I was really curious so I went online and I kept looking for like videos um and trying to find out how I can actually do it and there's also on the Dunning City Council um there's a page that talks about how you can process native seeds to be able to plant them 
And so I watched this video about it. There was only like one and like you could hardly find any information. And I thought I'd try it. And it turns out um, the clipping was more like with a nail clipper to clip the outer coat was more successful than like sandpaper or just like by themselves. Otherwise they don't really grow as well or fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you could make your own little YouTube video about this, Nora, and, yeah. and share it with us. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm really, I'd love to try this. And yeah, I also grew some harakeke like flax from like you just take them out of the pods and put them on soil and water them. They're pretty fast. Yeah. And what a great True. thing to do is increase the native uh, flora around Danita and I. Definitely like help with biodiversity and attracting birds. Yeah. And mm-hmm. birds to codify. It's awesome. Do you plant them at home as well? Do you have a little native garden around your house? Yeah, we have lots of flax and harakeke that I also collected seeds from to grow as well. And, yeah, we're starting to plant some of the co-fies too. Yeah. That's super cool. What other um, – so you said environmentalism. Are there any other environmental or environment thoughts? of activism or anything related projects that you've been doing? Um, I also helped with, um, at Ignite, we helped um, with planting some garden beds and like caring for some garden beds in a primary school, which was also pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, um, that was Bathgate Park, right? Yeah. And also um, at the Columbia College Environment Club, we've been planting like little seedlings and we've been doing some trapping of like pests and some of the peanut like you know boards that possums or rats um eat to be able to see what pests are around there yeah yeah cool oh that's super important as well yeah that's awesome so ignite is that tell us a bit about ignite because most people listening won't know what that is um, so Ignite is a youth group um, held every second Friday and um, it's where lots of youth come together to share like their belief in God and spirit, spirituality and they enjoy their time and their games and learn from each other and contemplate about how they can help others and volunteering and doing lots of projects. So it's pretty awesome. Cool. So this garden was one of the the projects that your youth group was involved in. Yeah, with some gardening at a primary school, helping yeah. out and volunteering. It's great. Awesome. Very cool. So you also mentioned at the beginning you're into women's rights as well, and I I know you've done a project, at least one project in that area. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that as well? So in 2019, I did a petition for women to have equal pay to men in New Zealand because there was still a 9.3% gender pay gap in New Zealand. Um, and um, it got many uh, signatures and was also in the Otago Daily Times. And I also wrote to Jacinda Dern on the issue because it's not right for a woman to work the exact same job as a man and to be paid less. Like, that's just injustice. 
And she wrote back to me and she said that she wants to improve this um, and to have equal pay for women and men in New Zealand. But also due to uh, COVID-19, that's been affecting this issue a lot. And yeah, it's kind of risen a bit like 9.5%. But then she's trying to improve it, which is good. Do we know why what the effects of COVID are that might increase that pay gap even more? Um, so for example, like unemployment and um, stuff like that during the first lockdown was a big issue and lots of women were unemployed in New Zealand. Like they were, they didn't have a job due to, um, you know, people getting rid of people because of, the lockdown and issues of COVID-19. Is it because women... Seeing this lockdown, which is good. Do you think it's because women were more likely to have to stay home with the kids and quit their job, or it was just they were in jobs that were more likely to get cut over men? Or I'm just um, curious to what the effect was. I think it's both because... Um, for one, not all women stay at home to take care of the children. Men can also do that. But then there are some uh, parents and mothers who might have to stay at home during these difficult times. Um, but we have to ensure um, it's like in both ways women were impacted and even women that don't have children, like men can also take care of their children as well. Like, you know. Yeah. That's true. And in fact, in my family, my husband does does more of the child care than I do. But I'm just trying to figure out why women were more impacted by lockdown than if if that wasn't the case. Do we know what it was or it's just not clear yet? They just decided to unemploy women and like, it's just not right. It was a big issue in the last lockdown, like for no reason specifically that women were less likely like to keep their job and were more likely to not have it. Yeah. It is crazy in this day and age that there's is still a pay gap for the exact same role and according to gender. So um, thanks for highlighting that important issue. Um, It's pretty cool that you got um, a letter back from Jacinda, like that she wrote you one like that's pretty awesome it's awesome and also New Zealand it's like impressive how it was the first country to gain the like for women to be able to vote in the whole of the Mm. world Uh, New Zealand is a very like good country for women's rights we can always improve like everywhere you can for sure did you watch um the musical that was in I think it was by Tyree musical um like theater productions uh, that Bloody Woman, which was about Kate Shepard. Um, I didn't watch it, but I know about Kate Shepard. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. The musical is very cool. I think you would you would have enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. It's mm. nice. That sounds great. Like Do you happen to know, Nora, um, New Zealand compared to other OECD nations, if our pay gap is less or more for women and men? I'm really sure New Zealand's pay gap is um, less than other countries. Like, New Zealand is pretty good. 
Um, but like we can always improve and there shouldn't actually be a gender pay gap. But Finland no. is definitely better um, off than lots of other countries. And yeah, much more just here. I, I just finished watching a, a new series on Netflix and it's called The Chair. Has anyone what else watched that? Uh, I've not heard of that. So it's a new, it's just very short. I think there's like six half hour episodes, but it's a new Sandra Oh. Um, she's an actress and a producer, but the whole premise of the show is she's a, I think the first women, woman chair of this English department in the East coast of the U S it's fiction, but obviously it parallels a lot of issues that are real. And she's also a woman of color. So, you know, that's a whole nother gap as well. Yeah. And, another and, layer. Um, it's just a really, it was a really interesting, um, series on the struggles that women have. Um, she's also a single parent. Um, and uh, I think her father was an immigrant. So she's yeah. a woman, a single parent, a, a woman of color and the first chair of, and there's quite a lot of old white men in the department. And uh, anyway, it, I just recommend it as a really good show to highlight some of the issues women do face when, um, they're in positions that have seemingly always been held by men and, and it's, there's a different set of challenges, but it, they certainly should still be supported and they're very capable and have other gifts to bring, but it's just a good series. I'd recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Nora, you're just quite an inspiring young young person to um to chat with and to hear all the things that you've been involved in and not only involved in but initiated and um I think yeah at at 16 and you would have been doing this at 14 and 15 um can you just tell us a bit about your motivation behind it or what got you into this or is it just your sort of natural personality can you tell us a bit about that now I think whenever I learn about something and like I'm interested in it and I just want to go deeper and to help others and to care more. Like I'm just always interested in doing more and helping more. Like also I volunteered at Yvette Williams nursing home for a year every Friday before COVID hit. And um, in, since I was born in Melbourne, Australia, um, I remember um, I shaved my hair to raise money for the Leukemia Foundation. And in my primary school, Holy Family, we raised $1,110 for the Leukemia Foundation to help and support families that have um, family members with leukemia that might be struggling. And so I think it's more about being educated and learning about these things and seeing how you can help Mm. in any way you can. Yeah. It's awesome that you've like, yeah, been doing it for since you were young. I think it's such a good thing to be aware of from a young age. Thank you. Was it role model for you and your family or people you looked up to? Yeah, I think um, our family is always about trying to help and support and do the best we can for our community and help others. 
Um, and so I think I kind of learned from my family and continue that as well. And also learn from others. Like you see Mother Teresa and Jacinda doing all these awesome people, how much they've done. Um, you kind of want to help in any way you can with what you have. Yeah. Where do you, and where do you hope to like take some of your activism and, um, I guess, passion for social justice, like where do you sort of see that going? Is there anything you're like scheming up at the moment or like want to start or, you know, future jobs or even just like, you know, when you get into like school leadership and stuff? Yeah, Um, I think it's more about the passion to help others. But like I think in the future I'd like to take a job that can help others, whether it be in medicine or law, like um just that passion to help those who may be struggling. Yeah. Mm. I haven't been scheming out something specifically. Just, yeah. And do you think, is your faith part of your motivation to, yeah. to do some of these actions? Definitely. I think also, like, my belief in God and, like, how I pray to God. Um, I feel like... Um, through God, you know, he helps you and supports you and kind of shows you the way. And, yeah, definitely church and um, helps me, yeah, the passion mm-hmm. that I have in helping others. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, besides the amazing work that you do and have done, Nora, I, th- I mean, it's a really inspiring example for young young women and um, people around the world. But um, but you sort of highlighted like faith and family and, and role models have all sort of led you on that path. And it, it just highlights that, you know, there's different things that can inspire us and, and to encourage us to make the world a better place. I yeah. think and strong female role models are really important for all of us. Um, and uh, you're already being one, Nora. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh-huh. we have... Oh, sorry. Um, good old Zoom, Zoom lag times. But um, we're just wrapping up, and it's been really wonderful talking with you. But um, before we let you go, we do have one last question that we ask everyone. Um, and it is if you could give advice to your younger self and it could be like little baby you, or it could be you from a couple of days ago, um, you know, the past you that you feel like needed the most would benefit the most from whatever advice you have. What, what would you say to her? Um, I think I'd say like, if you see something and you want to take action and you have like these big dreams and stuff, just go for it. Like, don't be afraid. Like, um, I think I realized that later on, but you see, like when you see other people doing so well, um, sometimes you think that you aren't able to achieve those things, but if you have belief in yourself and just try and try to do your best and with what you have, then, um, yeah. So just, Try your best and go after what you think is there. For sure. Make friends and enjoy it on the way. 
And you just never know when you have the courage to try something new, what difference you might actually end up making. Yeah, definitely. And the small things, the image I have is the seeds that you're caring for and and, and nurturing. And it's, it's a slow process, isn't it? And it also reminds me of Mother Teresa who says, you know, we we can't do great things, but we can do small things with great love. And, and that makes a huge difference in the world, even those small things. Yeah, definitely. It's the, the planting the seed that you won't sit under the seed of the tree that you maybe won't live to sit under, but that other people will kind of thing. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for sharing all your um, activities and, wisdom and all the inspiring things you're doing Nora for both the environment and women and and other areas it's just really awesome to hear and hopefully some of our younger listeners will be inspired and might find the courage to try something new and make a difference or some of the older listeners too like myself (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much for having me it was really nice talking to you Beth yeah very very nice so take care everyone in this time of lockdown Um, we're recording on a zoom call so the sound quality might not be as good as it always is but thanks for joining us everyone stay safe in your bubbles and kakiteano This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.